and welcome to another episode of the Trans Questioning Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Zedig. My pronouns are she, her, and this episode's titled, Where the Hell Have You Been? Now, you'll have to forgive the sounds of traffic as I am recording in the place where I do all of my work, which just so happens to be my bedroom that is also my office that's also by a road that's really busy and there's not really a lot that I can do about it. So here we are. Uh, I think you might already be getting a hint of where the hell I've been, which is just here waiting for circumstances to improve. But I'm getting a bit ahead of myself. Hello, everybody. It's been a few months since the last episode of Trans Questioning. And I am I don't want to say I'm back, but I do wanted to I did want to I do wanted to record an episode of the show. I did want to record an episode of the show. Because uh, I am finally back on brain meds. I literally, about 30 minutes ago, took my first Adderall in like six months. And I, I uh, before that, I went to the pharmacy to pick it up. And I was stressed out of my mind because I've been through a bit of a fucking rodeo. And I knew as soon as I finally got it that I like I, I wanted to come home, eat some food, and then just go off on the stupid, stupid journey that I've just been on. Um, but first, I want to say, uh, as, as a broad statement, why I haven't been podcasting lately. Partially, as you might imagine, it's because I've been unmedicated. <clears throat> You know, excuse my voice. I just got also today the second dose of uh, the Moderna COVID-19 vaccine. So I'm currently being given autism and uh, I can feel my breasts getting bigger because of all the estrogen that's in the vaccine. Uh, So there's all sorts of things going on in my body right now. Anyway, uh, I so my my throat's a little bit I've I've got I've got a bit of um, a bit of drainage in my face. Is that a gross thing to say? Is that TMI? Well, you're just going to have to live with it because this is my fucking show. Anyway, <laughs> I knew as soon as I got done with that, that I just had to share all of all, everything that's been going on. But, but, but why I've, I've been, I've been away because I've been unmedicated. I have my, my HRT. I've been on HRT for a while. F- thankfully, um, I'm actually approaching the year anniversary of, or the three-year anniversary of starting HRT in the first place. That's exciting. Anyway, I fucking, it's been, it's been a rough few months for a whole host of reasons, and I won't go into all of them, Um, but I will say that a big, big reason why I haven't been releasing videos, why I haven't been releasing podcasts, why I've sort of dropped away from everywhere except Twitter is because I have just, my brain just hasn't been working with me. Um, for a little while there, while I was unmedicated, it was easy enough to kind of grasp at some of the creative energy that I still had lingering around. But after a while, it just like... My ability to reliably get any work done just disappeared. Um, I did a collaboration video with uh, Namer Sophie on Twitter, uh, the YouTube channel Curio, about why the Matrix sequels are good, actually, which it's a really good video. It's coming out publicly uh, in like two or three weeks, I think. And we had been talking about working on that video for a really long time. And I've been um, reading for it and writing for it and all this stuff. But getting the actual work done was like pulling teeth for me. Uh, it had a number of delays at the, the start, largely because I was just struggling against my brain that is full of holes. And part of the reason why there were delays was that I was kept like kept being like, well, I, I should be on brain meds soon. And once I have brain meds, all of this work that feels like I'm building a mountain out of a pile of dirt, it, it will it will be as easy as pie, which is funny because pie isn't actually that easy to cook. I think I'm the first person to ever call out this specific um, turn of phrase. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Anyway, so... 
I kept thinking like I'm going to be medicated soon and all this stuff is going to be so easy and 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 then we'll get it we'll be able to get work done and this video is going to be so good and it, I kept getting the runaround I kept not hearing anything and I just didn't want to put any more of myself into any creative projects until I knew that I would have the energy to actually like participate in them. So that's sort of the the mental black hole that I've been in, this weird purgatorial zone. Um, and to get into why I've been in that zone, I guess I'll I'll go ahead and just start telling the story. <laughs> um, but one last thing that I'll say is I don't know how long this episode is going to be. It might not be a full hour. It might be shorter because I don't really have a lot to say about trans stuff. Uh, which you might know is the name of this podcast, Trans Questioning, as I said at the beginning. Uh, I know I've been promising to kick the show over into uh, the Genderpunk podcast, which is still nominally in the cards, but I, I wanted to stress right at the beginning, this is not to say that I'm back. This is not to say that from now on the show's going to be every two weeks or whatever and we're good or what. I... Besides the fact that I'm starting my my uh, mood stabilizers and they're slowly stepping up, so it'll be a month before I'm back to where I was, uh, you know, whenever I whenever the hell it was, like in September or whatever, that I finally ran out of all my meds. It'll be like a, another month before I'm back to that level, and I'm still it's still going to take me some time to build back up a lot of the the, the, the coping mechanisms and strategies to to getting work done that I had. And I've just got a lot of shit to catch up on now that I'm finally medicated again. Um, I will say that there was an episode of this podcast that I recorded uh, with some guests back in like January that was um, we recorded it like the day after um, the musician Sophie died and then fellow YouTuber um, um, philosophy tube Abby came out as transgender and it was this big like almost bipolar push of like completely opposite transgender emotions I recorded this I think like two hour long episode with some friends where we worked through our complicated feelings about those two events happening so basically simultaneously uh, and I never released it because, again, I, 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 it, needed, it needed a little bit of editing work. Anytime you have more than one person on a podcast, if you want it to sound good, you've got to put some work into cutting out silences, equalizing it, making it flow better. And that's just something that I'm – every time I tell myself I'm not going to put myself through that, I'm not going to make myself hold this show to a higher standard of quality than it really needs. And then every time I'm like, oh, but I, but I got to though. I got to though. And I just wasn't able to get any work done for aforementioned reasons. But also because it's, it's a potentially – I mean it's a really challenging subject matter because it does deal a little bit with like feelings of jealousy, specifically towards Abby – of philosophy tube and, and sort of like letting three trans women just sort of accept like this is that, that, that Abby came out as good and we bear no, we bear no ill will, but also we have some complicated feelings about this and we wanted to talk about them. And I just felt weird releasing that soon after it happened. Um, so I think probably what I'm going to do is that uh, I will edit that Finally, uh, once I've got all of my other obligations out of the way and either release it on Patreon as an exclusive there or release it publicly, depending on if I edit it and I feel like it's a little bit too spicy for public and I just want to keep it to people who aren't going to throw a fit in public about stuff that doesn't matter, <laughs> uh, about shit, shit that I said on a podcast that I don't even remember saying anymore. Um, anyway, so like... This is all kind of laying out specific points of data over the last few months to kind of show what a mess I've been <laughs> and the things that I've started, managed to get work done. Like I, I recorded video and like wrote script stuff for the Matrix video and I got it all uh, to Sophie uh, and they edited the video 
and it and it's great. It's a really good video. I'm very proud of the work that I did, and I'm I'm proud of myself for managing to get the work that I did get done done. But I still feel complicated ways about it about about not being able to put as much as always i'm a perfectionist i want things to be better than they could have been um but that's just (laughs) i'm mentally ill what do you want from me what do i want from me i don't know anyway i've been i've been fucking stalling for like 11 minutes now so let's just get right to the meat of the matter so back in september i um i finally fell off my meds this was september 2020 um, I think I had just moved into this new apartment and I, uh, I was still going off the meds that I had from when I was living in Oklahoma. For those of you who are new listeners, for whatever reason, um, I started, I moved to the Seattle area in June of 2020. So it's almost been a year. I need to find... If I were if I were a competent podcaster, I would have like outlined what I was gonna say and then like gone and researched real quick all of the specific dates so I could be, you know, accurate with my reporting of my own life here. Instead, I'm just sort of winging it. Anyway, I want to say June 2020. I got here like two or three days before the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone emerged into being in downtown Seattle in uh, Capitol Hill. Um, and I spent all my time there while it, while it was extant. Um, but I had like three months of medications, I want to say, that I stuck with. Uh, and then sometime in September, I finally ran out of all of them. Um, it might have even been sooner than that, honestly, because I don't think I did have three mo- a three month supply. I'm not I'm not really sure when I fell off. I think I saved a number of my Adderall. Because I knew I was going to move and that getting everything packed and moved would be that much more nightmarish off medicine rather than on. So I think I saved some for that process. But anyway, I'm going to just say that I've been off brain meds since September because that's kind of what feels right. My, my prescriptions ran out and I needed to go somewhere else to get new ones um, because I moved from Oklahoma to Seattle, uh, which is not the same state, not the same time zone, twice removed. It's a bit of a it's a bit of a move. It's a bit of a quest to go from Seattle to Oklahoma. Um, so one of the reasons why I moved here is that they have um, the Medicaid expansion here in Seattle. So anybody can anybody who makes below a certain amount of money per year can uh, get on the Medicaid expansion. So it's not just limited to if you have a disability or whatever, uh, a physical disability. I, um, and, and, and specifically Washington is one of the handful of States that is very pro transgender people. So HRT and various other things are covered by, uh, by the, the Medicaid expansion by public health insurance here, by all insurance, really. Um, in fact, the I, I I can't remember who which which part which which house of government did this, but just like in the last week, someone here in somewhere here in here in Seattle passed a law that insurance has to cover uh, breast enlargement surgery for transgender women, which is like a big fucking win for us. Now cover beard hair removal. <laughs> that would be the next. Uh, that's uh, I still haven't gotten that done. That's another thing that's on my list, and part of it is like. Why, why, why is it that all of these things are covered and yet facial hair, like laser hair removal and electrolysis are things that are somehow like, oh, no, that's just aesthetic. You don't need that to be a trans woman. That's not medically necessary. I say as I stare into the mirror and having having constant dysphoria attacks, getting constantly misgendered in public, even when I'm wearing a mask somehow. <sighs> anyway, so I um I knew I needed to find a clinic, but one of the big issues for me is that as somebody who has ADHD, I'm very familiar with the runaround that people get on ADHD um, who who go to try to get it medicated because um, mental health professionals and just generally the psychiatric industry tend to treat historically ADHD like a... um, 
uh, well, they, they either they either treat you like um, a child who doesn't know what they're talking about or an addict in waiting who is just like chomping at the bit desperate to get another fix. Um, and like you're inevitably going to fall off the deep end. And there's this whole stigma against stimulants and medications that make you feel things in, a, in, a, in an obvious way. Um, that that is obviously deeply frustrating, uh, and and I've struggled because I have an official ADHD diagnosis. I got it tested. I got I got tested. I have the paperwork. Longtime fans of the show will know the story behind that. Uh, that I that I got t- misdiagnosed as something else, and then I got the test of the I got the test reevaluated and then readministered. Got an ADHD diagnosis. I've been on Adderall and mood stabilizers for like three years without incident, and I know how it sounds. Like I've, I, you, you could probably go back to an earlier episode of this show and hear me say those exact words in that exact order, and I, I know to some people that probably sounds like, oh, this is a rehearsed. This is this is an addict's rehearsed script so that they can get sympathy and then get their drugs so they can get. I know how it all sounds, but the reason why I'm so defensive about this is because everybody is always so like, "Uh, but are you sure, though? Are you really sure? Like my previous psychiatrist uh, kept trying to be like, well, you only need to take your medicine on the work days, right? You don't need Adderall on the weekend. So I'll only give you enough pills for five days a week. And I kept having to tell him like, no, dude, this isn't just the, the, the pills that make me do work better. These are the pills that make me human. I don't know how to, how to describe it in a way that doesn't sound a little bit fanatical because it's like, I've been living my life in this in this desperate foggy haze and then i i take an adderall and suddenly i can like i can think i can see through the haze i can focus i'm actually feeling the adderall that i took about 45 minutes ago starting to kick in and i'm like oh oh i i i i i can process the world now everything's sharper it's this is very strange very strange feeling medication is bizarre but it whatever um so I was worried about having to go through that whole runaround again, but there was an additional, uh, an additional barrier to getting, finding a clinic to get my ADHD meds and my bipolar meds uh, here, and that was that I am on Medicaid, and not everywhere takes Medicaid, um, and especially not everywhere that takes Medicaid will give you ADHD medication. And that was a big barrier for me because I really didn't want to go through the process of finding a clinic and go, you know, going through the wait lists and the callbacks and getting to the process of finally getting to hear from a a psychiatrist only for them to say like no actually I don't think you need Adderall I think you need this other drug that I probably have tried and failed on um, because it's not a it's not a, a, a direct stimulant um, <clears throat> but as last year wound to a close I realized more and more that I just couldn't I couldn't do it. Like a lot of it was just that once I f- like everything gets harder when you fall off your your ADHD medications. Everything gets harder when you fall off your your mood stabilizers. So I was in a position of needing to find a new clinic and I'd been so busy sort of like focusing on moving and getting to a new place and like finding a new place in the first place and that was a whole fucking drama that went down straight to the wire. Uh, I was living on my friend's couch for a couple of weeks with all my stuff just in boxes in their fucking living room while I was waiting to hear back and hopefully getting this place, which I did, thankfully. Um, and uh, I, I, I just like because of that, like I, I, I was so stressed about everything going on that I didn't have the cognitive energy to like also be looking for a mental health clinic that will take Medicaid and will respect me enough to like 
Except that, yes, I do need mood stabilizers and stimulants. I'm sorry, but that's just how I am. And so I let it lapse. And then the the, the effects of the drug started to wear off because, uh, you, you know, you build up a tolerance and you build up sort of a working equilibrium. So it was a slow decline over a couple more months after after stepping those off. And then I was off HRT for a little bit. And that I was able to get cleared up pretty quick because I knew I could just go to Planned Parenthood and um, they would prescribe me HRT and they could work with me there. So I did that pretty easily because I've done that before. Um, and frankly, all mental health care should be that easy if you're just going to a fucking place and and getting in and, and, and getting the treatment that you need because it really isn't that it shouldn't be that complicated because uh, there's all this fucking gatekeeping. Anyway, months went by and my ability to get work done kept declining. My desire to uh, – I kept coming up with ideas and then having no way to actually to, 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 to act on them. And I just kept getting more and more frustrated, more and more numb and distant from everybody – and, and there was a part of me that wondered, what if my HRT is enough? What if I what if what if I don't need Adderall and Lamotrigin to function and actually HRT is enough to do it? And I know I've tried this before and I've even talked about it on this show on this show before. But uh, I don't know. You regress. You, you have these recurring thoughts of like, well, yeah, I tried it last time, but, but, but what if, what if I do it again? What if, what if I try it again? And part of the, the, the justification behind that thought was, um, I was struggling to get work done before I moved from Oklahoma. Like it's easy for me to latch on to the specific narrative of I fell off my drugs to the last, like, so it's, it's what, it's what, it, May, May 13th now? Jesus Christ. I barely remember this year. It's May 13th now. So it's been f fucking over half a year since I fell off my drugs. And yeah, it's easy for me to say that I got uh, caught up in that and couldn't get any work done. And that that is why I've struggled to do anything in the last year. But I was struggling before then, you know? I've been I've been struggling since fucking geez, I guess summer 2019 because I released my video about uh, the labor of art and then I kind of struggled to do anything and then I fell into Homestuck fan fiction and I did my Homestuck fanfic video and and I think that there is genuinely a major part of my frustration with podcasts and video essays that comes from the fact that I rediscovered my love of writing fiction and I've been putting more and more of myself into that. And so I think there is a non-zero chance that a lot of this is just that I have a very limited pool of creative resources and I sort of naturally put them into the things that inspire me the most and God feels my Homestuck fanfic continues to be something that I f really want to work on more and I have big plans for the future which I won't I won't talk about here but they exist and I'm it's not an orphaned fic it's going to continue it's going to conclude by God but uh, so there's a there's a ghost in my head that's been saying like well you were you were on meds that whole time you know you were on meds in the in the the latter half of 2019 and yet you still struggled to get work done you even had a collaboration with with Soph that you struggled to get work on which was uh their video about anime which I have a segment in um and I I don't know. There's part of me that's like, what if maybe the drugs just don't matter? What if I can just do it with that, with, with just HRT? And by December of 2020, I knew that that was bullshit. And I knew I needed to get back on meds. And a lot of this was m mitigating circumstances. And like, there, there are so many reasons why things have been difficult over the last two years. Uh, with my involvement in Homestuck stuff, I got harassed a lot. There was a lot of drama that was distracting from what I was really working on. And, and then in 
fucking the summer of 2020, when I was in Ireland hanging out with my girlfriend, I was struggling to get work done despite being medicated then because there was a global pandemic going on. And I think I have had a major ideological or I've undergone a major ideological shift over the last two years where I went from being a, a leftist who was, was a big supporter of Bernie, probably more along the lines of like the DSA set uh, in the fall of 2019 with the, the Bernie campaign and supporting Bernie and then watching the Bernie campaign get rat fucked out of the nomination in real time with virtually no resistance and then watching all these liberals sort of like insult us for feeling like we got rat fucked when it was and, and, and then when the election came around being told you have to vote because that's your moral duty and alongside this just the, the, the pandemic I don't need to I don't need to stress how stressful the pandemic was you know and then just feeling insane because Joe Biden was a terrible candidate with bad an extremely bad history as a politician and I wanted to be wrong about him. I don't feel any joy about the fact that his presidency so far has been pretty exclusively like, let's just keep doing everything that the Trump administration was doing. But this time we say that it's good for liberals for some reason. Uh, I don't feel glad that I'm happy. I wanted to be wrong about the guy. I fucking this isn't. This isn't what we're here to talk about. We're not here to talk about Joe Biden. I'm going to move on from that. The point is, it's been a stressful few years of like having having hope. I genuinely had so much hope in the beginning of 2020 that it felt like the the, the Bernie campaign was was had so much of a of a groundswells of support behind it that it was inevitable that like this was the comeback from the 2016 election where Bernie was similarly sort of pushed out but because there wasn't as much uh, popular support uh, at the time as there was in 2020 and I felt I felt so optimistic and I I'll, I'll, me and all of my friends did and then just the, the way that 2020 unfolded not even like ignoring the pandemic the way that 2020 unfolded was was a big disillusionment moment for me and that put me and basically everybody that i knew into a very deep depression um and there were a lot of people who managed to continue to make like video essays and podcasts and stuff in that time and i don't know how they did it because I was medicated, I, I was, I was, I was even for a lot of that. I was with my girlfriend in Ireland, and like in a place where you know there was there, somebody there to make sure that I was like well fed and stuff. And I still wasn't able to get anything done because I uh, uh, internally, I'm, 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 I'm just incapable of releasing something that I'm not satisfied with or that I don't know why it should exist in the first place. And I don't I don't mean to say that somebody else is that anybody any of my contemporaries aren't like that. I it's more just that I I I couldn't figure out what good any of my stuff was doing. And this is obviously another long stretching theme of this podcast as I don't know why it should exist. <laughs> but I don't know. I I Anyway, God, back to the story. Um, I I finally realized in December of 2020 that I needed to be back on my medications because um, there's a lot of stuff that I wanted to do. I, I did a video in, in the at the end of October of 2020 where I talked about um, watching a bunch of horror movies during the pandemic. And I think what that video is called, uh, what is that video called? It's like, oh, a prison of your own loneliness. That's what it's called. The video is called a prison of your own loneliness. And it features a big, uh, a big cry scream from me personally, that is meant to be a big emotional, um, 
release, and it was. Uh, I'm very glad that I made that video. And that's another thing where I had a different, a very different plan for what that video was going to be when I started it. Um, originally, it was just going to be like a discussion of a handful of things uh, that I that I think about a lot that are like spooky movies that I think say some interesting things about society. And instead it turned into that because I didn't have the energy to write a script. Uh, I just sort of like woke up one night and recorded the audio for it and then and knew that I what, what I wanted the visuals to be, which is me st- silently staring at the camera. Um, but I, in that video, I say I've I've rediscovered a lot of my love for video essays and that I want to do more. And that was true then and it is true now that I have a whiteboard again on which there are one, two, there's seven video, uh, seven videos that I've got up on the whiteboard as like my current ongoing projects. One of which I've actually filmed. It was like a, uh, a live stream of, uh, some things I enjoyed in hell, which was basically like a summary video of, uh, just a handful of things that I enjoyed that brought me joy during the pandemic, during lockdown. Um, and I, I did it as a live stream. It was an unscripted video. And there was another thing where I planned to get that video like edited as a, as a, as a stream highlight video that would be about like 40 minutes and release that in time before the end of April. And I wasn't able to get that done because, again, I was unmedicated <laughs> where I the day that I recorded it, I'm like, yes, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this and it's going to be great. And then the next day I looked at all the footage and I'm like, oh, well, I just don't have the energy to do this. And that's when it really sunk in for me that the problem with being unmedicated ADHD and bipolar, too, is that. On a day when I have the energy to do something, I feel like I have always had and will always have that energy. And it's a really, really difficult thing to have to force yourself to say, no, actually, tomorrow I don't know if I will have this same kind of energy. And in all likelihood, I won't. So I basically just forced myself to table that video uh, until I got back on my meds because I just can't fucking do anything on a consistent basis and having to do this like pulling teeth thing of like forcing myself second by second to stare at a, at a timeline and, and grab the right clips and all of that. Like when I'm in the, the wrong headspace for that, it is torturous. Um and it's also just generally true that whenever I record a video, I have to wait a couple of days before I can start editing it. Uh, because I just otherwise I all I see is just stuff that I hate. Uh, I need time for me to, to 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 like distance myself from everything that I did. <sighs> but I, but I have rediscovered a lot of my joy and, and, and like the reason why I want to do video essays. And I found what I think is like a, an artistically satisfying way to go about doing them in the future. It's just a matter of having the energy to do it. Um. And once I sort of pieced that together in, in late December, when I came up with, uh, I got a Christmas gift, which was a, a VHS player, and I started playing around with it, and I released the VHS version of my Knives Out video. And as I was doing that, I came up with a really interesting concept for um, a series of videos that I'm still working on that probably won't come out for a while. But I, uh, once I did that, I realized, like, no, it's, very, it's really actually very stupid of me. It's very silly of me to um, think that I can just put uh, that I can just do all of this, all of this work unmedicated and like just try to push through it when I don't need to. So I finally started researching clinics in December of 2020 and I arrived at one uh, that I won't say the name of uh, because I don't want to. I'm 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 I'm. I don't I don't want to give them undue negative press, I guess, because to 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 say just to lay this out, I don't actually see my clinic or anybody working there as having done anything wrong. It's just that the way that healthcare is handled in this in this country and the way that our bureaucracies, our medical bureaucracies function is just kind of inherently anti-human. So 
the way that I had to get in with this clinic was I had to uh, I, I I emailed them and they were like, well, give us a call. So I gave them a call and it was basically like, well, leave a message and we'll get back to you. Um, and I filled out the form for like applying or whatever. And then, and then I just waited. And then in early January of 2021, I finally got a message. It's like, uh, you, you, you can, you can, uh, you can get an appointment because they're a place that accepts Medicaid, which is a rarity, unfortunately. Cause like what I knew and one of the big arguments that I had was that I knew I could go to like a private specialist ADHD doctor or a, a, a psychiatrist who specializes in that kind of thing and get my meds pretty much that same day but I would have to pay for it and those meds are not cheap <laughs> those meds are very not cheap and I was like, well, part of the reason why I moved here is to get on insurance. I'm on insurance. I shouldn't have to pay for this stuff. So I managed to find a clinic that is LGBT friendly that accepts Medicaid. So I got on their wait list. I got a call back. I finally set, it, I set up an appointment and I knew what to expect because Every clinic is like this, where your first appointment is like two hours long, and it's basically an assessment where you talk to somebody, usually like an intern or somebody who um, isn't uh, a licensed therapist. They're sort of an in-between person, um, and they they record your answers to a bunch of different questions, and you talk about what you're hoping to get. Uh, from from therapy or why you're there in the first place. And I said pretty upfront, like, I need therapy. I need somebody to talk to on a regular basis about my life. But mostly why I'm here is so that I can get back on the fucking brain meds that fill the holes in my head. And so I did that appointment. And then uh, they said, all right, well, we'll get back to you as soon as we've assigned you with a with a therapist. And I waited and the, the the most of the story is just waiting where it's like, all right, we'll get back to you. And then several weeks go by and you don't hear anything. And you're wondering like, well, fuck, did I did I miss a phone call that I and I did miss a couple of phone calls. I it turns out that I had a uh, uh, my voicemail box wasn't set up. So I missed like three separate phone calls from them uh, before I finally got the answer. Um and they assigned me with a therapist. And I think I saw my therapist for the first time in late March. Maybe mid-March. Somewhere in March is when I first saw my therapist. And she's been great. She's she's patient and uh, very not worried about orthodox uh, therapy techniques so much as just kind of letting me guide what I need, which works really well for me uh, because I don't do well with like imposed systems. Every time I've ever had a therapist who was like, well, I think we should do this particular therapy technique. I want it, it, it makes me feel like I'm in Dr. Freud's office and he's like, all right, it's time. It's time. What's a good Freud accent? All right, it's time. It's time to uh, do some hypnotherapy. He was a southerner, right? So, uh, <laughs> famous famous Doctor Sigmund Freud, uh, fucking fucking southern fried hick. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm a little bit tired. I don't know if that's showing through. I'm sure it is. Anyway, so thankfully, my therapist is pretty chill about this kind of thing, but. Um, uh, I said to her pretty like in the very first appointment uh, that I I, I want to get back on brain drugs. I really I just I just as like like that's one of the biggest things that I need. Um, and she said, "Well, our policy, our internal policy is that you need to have three appointments with your therapist before you can see." Uh, the psychiatrist or a psychiatrist on staff. Um, but because I had 
my diagnosis, because I had a long history with those drugs, and because of the mitigating circumstances of me moving to Seattle and falling off the medications and et cetera, et cetera, uh, she was willing to make an exception for me. So during our first appointment, she like pulled up the paperwork that I needed to do, and we did it right then. She actually, after like a couple hours after our appointment was over, she called me and was like, hey, there was this other piece of paperwork that uh, I missed that was for some fucking thing. Uh, and if you want to fill that out right now, we can just do that. So I did. And that was like, oh my God, somebody who actually cares. Someone who's willing to actually like not just do work off schedule, but like think about it after our appointment is over and be like, oh, there's this other thing that we missed that I, I it would it'll help speed things along. So that was good. But... I, what, what, what basically she told me was, so now you just got to wait to hear back to get an appointment with a psychiatrist. So I waited and I waited and it was like late March, early April. I feel like it was like four or five weeks before I finally got a call that said, all right, you can do, you're going to have your psychiatry appointment. Hooray! Our first available appointment is May 12th. What was it? May, May 11th. May 11th. May 11th at 3.30 p.m. So the expediency of of the of my my psych my psychologist helping me get the paperwork done early was for nothing. And I kind of expected that this would be the case, right? Because the clinics like this, I have experience with with this structure from college where the 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 college run clinic basically functions the same way where you you have um the intake appointment where you just talk to somebody, they assign you a therapist, you see the therapist after a certain number of visits, then you get to then you can maybe see the psychiatrist. And there's always fewer psychiatrists on staff than there are therapists. So the, the psychiatrist staff, uh, the psychiatrist hours are always extremely limited. So I, I, I was expecting a wait, but it was still like like this was right in the middle of working on um, like, like the filming and editing process for uh, the Matrix sequels are good, actually. And I, I, that was like I was like. Any day now, I'm going to get meds. I'm going to get meds. I'm just waiting to hear hear, hear from them. I'm going to get a call back, and then I'll be able to get the work done that I need to get done. Please have patience with me. And then I got my appointment for a full, like, four weeks away, and I just felt my spirit fucking fall out of my asshole like a goddamn brick. You shit bricks, right? That's, that's sort of... Anyway, so that happened, and it sucked. Uh, but, but, but I was like, I was so tired and so exhausted and so done with this whole fucking waiting game. I just punched a hole in my thumb with a staple. How did I do that? What the fuck? Whatever. Just stop fiddling with staples, I guess. Um, not all the way through, I should say. The hole did not go all the way through my thumb. It's just like in the tip, just the tip. Jesus Christ. Oh, boy. I am out of practice on this podcasting thing. Anyway, so I had to wait forever. And I that was exhausting. Uh, But the silver lining was, oh, my girlfriend, my other girlfriend is coming to stay with me for a couple of weeks. So she actually left yesterday. She was here for about three weeks. And that was a wonderful distraction, a beautiful transcendent period of my life that I will treasure uh, forever and uh, is the sign of a great relationship that I look forward to developing over the course of the rest of our lives together. But uh, the, 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 the day came to, to have my therapy appointment finally to, to get prescribed the medications that fill the holes in my brain. And it was like the day before my girlfriend left and I got on the call and it was so good. I was so nervous going into it because I was expecting to get the runaround. 
I I, I didn't know. I, I just did, I didn't know what to expect. Uh, I just was like, well, who knows if they're going to give me my drugs? And within the first few minutes, my 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 psychiatrist was like. Well, in my private practice, I always like to say that ADHD is one of the most misunderstood and underdiagnosed illnesses in in uh, society today. And immediately when she said that, I almost wanted to cry because it was like, oh, thank God, somebody who gets it. Thank God I found like one psychiatrist who is on my side with this. So we talked about it. We talked about mood stabilizers. And I'm on top of getting on Lamotrigin, I'm also on a couple of other things now to help with other things. So it's not even just put me on the drugs that I used to be on. It's actually actively developing the regiment to better suit me now because I probably should have been doing that beforehand, but I was just afraid to disrupt the the equilibrium that I developed. Um, And so she sent off my, my prescriptions and I was so elated, so fucking elated. And I was going to pick them up on, uh, on, what's that? What was that? That was Tuesday. I was going to pick them up on Tuesday, uh, but it was just a little bit too late. So I was like, you know what? I I'll pick them up tomorrow. It'll be fine. And so the next day came and it was a very sad day because I was taking my girlfriend back to the airport. I spent a lot of time sitting around in the dark crying. I've been doing some of that today too, because I'm very sad that she's gone uh, I really can't recommend highly enough the experience of staying with somebody that you can be physically intimate with um, uh, all the time. It's really incredibly awesome and good. Um, relationships are good, actually, it turns out. But so I I finally like got out of my depression spike enough to go to the 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 the. the um, the pharmacy where I get my, my pills. And I went there and they were like, uh, all right, we have, uh, five pills. We have five bottles of pills for you, uh, which was one bottle short. (laughs) So I asked like, Hey, I was also supposed to get an Adderall prescription. What's up with that? And they said, Oh, uh, well, it looks like your psychiatrist said you can't pick it up until the 28th. So I had to call my psychiatrist And actually what I had to do was I had to call the clinic and they forwarded me to a nurse who was not present. So I had to leave a message and then they took that message and they had to contact my psychiatrist. And I had no idea how long this would take. So I basically was just sitting around in my room being sad and crying and getting high because I didn't want to think about uh, things anymore. And then miracle of miracles i got a call back from my psychiatrist who was like well i don't know why i did this it must have been a mistake well i'm gonna fix that right away and i said oh boy thank you so much that's great news and then i hang up and then i start messaging all my girlfriends and my friends and everything like hooray they fixed the problem and then i get another call back from my psychiatrist who was like Actually, I remember now why I did that, and it's because if you if you're if you take Adderall while you're stepping up with Lamotrigin, it has the chance to make you manic, and we don't want that now, do we? And when I tell you that I had to physically restrain myself from saying, "Actually, I want to be manic," you you uh, you you know I'm not exaggerating. Like, I wanted to scream. I wanted to shout. I wanted to, 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 to twist. What's that? How does that song go? I feel like that's a Beach Boys song. It doesn't matter. I wanted to do a lot of things. And instead, I was just like silent. And I was like, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sure. And I think my disappointment was so self evident. That she was like, well, unless you're having issues with attention. And again, I had to restrain myself with like, yeah, I uh, I'll I'll go ahead and say I've been having a really fucking hard time paying attention to anything or doing any work at all whatsoever. Remember the conversation we had where I said I've been struggling a lot to do anything ever at all for any reason for the last nine fucking months. (laughs) 
<sighs> and so she decided, okay, well, I guess you can have it. Just be careful. Don't take too much. And I've, I, 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 I've done this before is the thing. I've, I've stepped up. I've literally started uh, Lamotrigin while being on my max dose of Adderall. And, and with Lamotrigin, you have to start at a low dose and step up over the course of weeks to your intended dose. Because if you start too much too soon, you can develop a potentially deadly uh, uh, disease or whatever uh, condition. And obviously you don't want to do that. But I've but I've but I've I've done this before where I've both started Lamotrigin and Adderall at the same time. And when I've been on Adderall and started Lamotrigin and been totally fine. I've done this before and I felt just like, why, why, why wouldn't, why we didn't discuss this as a thing. We didn't talk about you taking a break on starting the Adderall first. You just decided without talking to me and, and, and it shouldn't have had to be this whole phone call where I have to be a disappointed puppy for you to change your mind arbitrarily. You should have just like, if it was an option, if it really wasn't that medically difficult, then you should have just fucking given me the Adderall in the first place. So that that phone call happened last night and I uh, it was like right before the pharmacy closed. So I was like, okay, I'm going to pick it up tomorrow. I'm going to pick up my drugs tomorrow and it'll be fine. And I made some jokes on my private account and with some friends about like, I am I'm certain at this point that there is a psychic vampire that is latched onto me and is just deriving so much life force getting so much life force out of me for just these these minor sufferings and it's just like how about how about you just just have to wait for months and months and months and then you get hope and then it's immediately like silence and then you get hope and then it gets taken away and then it gets put back instantly and so today i'm just sitting here like i have no idea what's going to go wrong I fucking I go I, I I get dressed I'm like I I slept way the fuck in, uh it was like noon I got dressed I walked out of my room ready to walk to the pharmacy to pick up my drugs and my roommate said hey good luck with your second vaccination appointment at which point I remembered that I had a second vaccination appointment and so I had to sit down and wait around for my other friends who were also getting their their vaccination at the same time as me because I didn't have time to walk to the pharmacy and get back in time to be picked up. So I thank my roommate for reminding me of this because I could have put everybody in a very awkward situation, but it was very frustrating in the moment. And then, uh, we, we, we went and we got our sex and second vaccination. And then I was like, Hey, can you swing me by this pharmacy on our way back so I can pick up my medication? So they were, and they were like, yeah, that sounds great. So they swung me by and I'll go inside and I see the pharmacy is closed because it's two o'clock and they have a lunch break at two from two to two thirty, which is just the weirdest lunch break. I feel like, like I, I I am not here to say that anybody should be working all the time. Everybody deserves lunch breaks. Everybody like it's totally fine. It's totally fine. I don't care. It's just weird that it's two o'clock, isn't it? Like, is it is it not just a little bit strange that it's two to two thirty? That feels like a bizarre. Like, I I am I'm not a hundred percent convinced that that wasn't an executive decision made by someone who was torturing me specifically. Who was like, no, today, today and today only, two o'clock to two thirty. That's the lunch break. Fuck you, Sarah Zedek. And so I walk out and I sit in the back seat of the car and I'm just like, I the, the lunch break. I guess I'll walk here later. So they take me home and I go up to my room and I just sit and stare at the computer and wait for 30 minutes. And then it's time. And then I decide, you know what? I'm going to check the website. I'm going to check my profile on the website to see how my prescription is doing. So I do, and it doesn't show up on the website. My Adderall is just not there. And all of my other drugs are. And they were there. It it showed when they received them. It showed when they were being filled. It showed them when they were ready to be picked up. It showed them after they were being picked up. The Adderall was not there. And... More to the point, also prior, when I went to go pick up my, my medications yesterday, I uh, had seen that there was an issue with the Adderall where it said, like, 
action needed because of a technical issue. So I went there knowing that there was going to be something. I thought it might be that they needed to see my ID or something. It turned out to be that the, 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 it was dated to the 28th. So I didn't know what to expect. I walked to my pharmacy with just this 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 sense of doom of like, I'm never going to get these fucking drugs. Every single time I'm going to, they're, they're almost there. I'm Some stupid thing is going to go wrong. And this awful little energy vampire is going to get a nice tasty little treat out of my suffering because... This stupid bureaucracy just keeps twisting the knife in. And then I go in after the, the lunch break and I get my meds and it's fine. <laughs> and I was just so relieved. Like I put the drugs in my bag. I grabbed a frozen dinner and a bag of like organic gentrification popcorn because I didn't feel like making it for myself and I walked home and the whole time I had my arm around my bag like if somebody comes near me and tries to fucking rob me I swear to god I'm going to throw them into traffic and I will not feel anything because this I fought for this fucking medication god damn it you will not take this away from me and nothing happened and I got home uh, and I just I like I need to record a podcast about this because this is too absurd to just not vent about um but now here we are it it, wow and this episode is like exactly an hour wow i that all right i wasn't expecting to be able to fill the whole time i feel like i say that every time maybe i'm not as out of practice as i thought anyway got my meds i'm finally starting them At, at the very least at this point nothing can get in the way of me continuing on this regimen of brain drugs and for that, I am thankful. And I will reiterate at the clinic that I'm using, I'm very happy with. I intend to continue to using them, and I will recommend them to people in the future. But I don't want to say them by name in this episode because I could. I don't. I don't want. I don't want to. I don't want to cause problems. Maybe that's part of why I get walked stepped on so easily, and not in a fun, sexy way. Because I just. I just don't want to cause anybody any issues, so I just get out of the way. Midwestern spirit. So I'll talk briefly about the future as we close out this episode of trans questioning, where I didn't talk about anything trans related yet again. I um, I don't know if I want to continue doing podcasts. I enjoy doing this occasionally. It's a nice outlet. I like talking to people, but I find the work of it difficult but who knows maybe that will change once i'm medicated again and now it's like it'll be it'll feel as easy as it did when i started this show um so i want to stress again this is not me like oh i'm back this is just an update for the time being the other episode that i recorded back in january should be coming out on some it, it will be released in some form on some platform and you'll hear about it when it does um I'm working on video essay stuff. Well, technically, right now, what I'm going to do as soon as this recording is done is I'm going to turn around and start working on my fucking taxes, which I am not looking forward to the bite that I'm going to take out of my personal finances from that shit. Because when you're self-employed in this country, you're just screwed. It's awful. It's miserable. Miserable experience doing your taxes as a self-employed person in this country. Anyway, um, after that's done, I am going to... uh, I'm I'm going to start working on some YouTube stuff and just get a lot of life shit in order. And uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully this is the first big real actual step to me, like being a functional creator again, which is a really nice thought. I surely like the idea of making things on a consistent schedule again. I've missed it. I miss doing this. This is the thing is that I've just been sitting here like with 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 my 9000 Twitter followers and 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 everybody who supports me on Patreon and just like I want to give y'all more stuff because I have good ideas and I know I can execute on them and I think I'm pretty good at what I do. It's just I'm fighting against my brain this whole time. So I guess I shrug and say, hopefully now maybe this will make a difference, please. (laughs) But we made it, gang. We got this far. I'm vaccinated, which means I can go to orgies again. Ha ha. Laugh. 
and uh, you know that's a good that's a good thing some things are good my girlfriends are good <sighs> anyway i think that's gonna do it for this episode um no moral the end no moral i just wanted to vent uh thank you all so much for your support and for uh staying subscribed to the feed of this podcast despite the radio silence for so long um the intro music for this uh, podcast is by Molly Noise, who you can find on Twitter at Impure Noise. Of course, you can find me on Twitter at HMS No Fun, on YouTube at Let's Talk About Stuff, and on Patreon at patreon.com slash LTAS. I also have a Ko-fi where you can make a one-time donation if you like my work and want to throw a couple bucks my way just once, and that would be ko-fi.com slash Sarah Zedig. Uh, And that's Sarah with an H. Okay. Thank you all so much for listening to the Trans Questioning Podcast, and I'll see you again eventually. Uh